Hello, this is First Drafts with Liz. I'm Lizzie Rose, and today I'm just going to read with you a little bit. I'm actually really happy to be able to read this to you at all. Um, the finished copy was stolen years ago. I moved around so much I thought the original handwritten story was lost too. But it wasn't. In fact, I should have known where it was all along. I put it in a box uh, with my most intimate things. And I don't mean that like in a sexual way. I mean, I put them in a box with notebooks and sketchbooks and sexy shoes that I'm too self-conscious to wear. <laughs> I covered my sensitive places with cardboard and I hid them away in a safe place and forgot about them. I think we all do that when things get tough though. Maybe not with notebooks or sexy shoes, but with those sensitive places that we have. It helped me power through when I can only be strong. And uh, now I am opening up that place again and you get to share it with me. So I'm going to read a little bit of the first draft of Liz and the Lizard. In my mind's eye, there's always lived a young woman, curious, clever, resourceful, beautiful. Her hair is the colors of black cherries in the sun, skin as pale and smooth as a sandy beach, freckles dotting her cheeks and nose. Slender and strong, she's always been able to run through fields, and hop from tree to tree, and dance across power lines faster than the most agile cat on the savannah. Her name is Liz, and she is my soul. She speaks with animals, winks at men, sings for her love. The only thing she fears are a white sky, chalky and dead, and black water, murky and dangerous. When I was young, she was young too, lanky and smudged. She would take me away from my home, away from the pain and fear permeating through it. She would tell me stories. Liz and the Lizard. It was cool and the air was filled with the tinkling, bubbling sounds of a low creek. Dry patches of rock jetted from the water, tumbling over slabs of earth, trailing through the woods. Liz hopped from rock to rock, thinking it looked like a road abandoned by man and embraced by the water. She paused to play on an unbalanced rock, watching the ripples bank off the stone and each other. The stone was warm and rough beneath her toes. Earthy crust crumbled around the balls of her feet. Realizing that was all that remained of the moss that had grown there when the water flowed over it, she observed. Everything becomes dirt when it dies, she concluded aloud and stepped off the rock into the water. Life filled the spaces between her toes. Slimy green fur pulled downstream. Oh. <laughs> Cloaked the edges of her feet. The sun was beginning to set, and the rough spots in the creek turned to gold coins as it did. They flipped and rolled and sparkled over stones, as if reluctantly accepting the approach of darkness. The woods followed suit, lit up with fireflies. Often when nature flaunted its wealth on the edge of nightfall, 
Liz felt as if hers was the only invitation not lost in the mail. Surely if everyone knew this is what life was really like, she wouldn't be here alone. It was during this thought that she heard a small voice calling to her. Hello? Liz stopped under a draping oak and looked about. Not seeing anyone, she shrugged and bent to watch the school of minnows darting about her feet. Hello? Liz looked up from the creep bed. For a short moment, fear sparked and lit her eyes. There was no one there that she could see. Whoever spoke, she assumed, was either too scared to show himself or wanted to surprise her so he could harm her. Or they were too small to be seen. Working the options out, she thought, if he's scared, why would he say hello? If he's malicious, why would he let me know he's here? He must be rather small. Yes, she answered. Where are you? Careful not to move, she looked about the water and listened for splashes and snapping of the snapping of twigs. I'm here, the voice answered. Who are you? The question came surprisingly from above. A leaf bent just over Liz's head. I'm Liz, she peered at the branch. And you are? I'm Paul. It's nice to meet you. The leaf bent a bit more to reveal a lizard about the length of my hand. His skin was the same green as if as the bottom of an oak leaf. A cobalt scribble ran from the tip of his nose down his back to the tip of his tail. It's nice to meet you too. She smiled and ran a hand through her thick dark hair. I I was scared when I heard you, but I couldn't see anyone. Oh, I'm sorry, he said softly. If a lizard can pout, that is exactly what he did. It's made very difficult considering lips are both necessary and absent during this activity. Liz appreciated the effort. I like your blue squiggle. Thank you, he said, and perked up. I saw you jumping and it looked like fun. I tried to call to you, but I was too far for you to hear me. So you climbed the tree? Yes, but I'm so small. Paul looked her in the eyes earnestly. I don't speak with people often. They can't see me. They get scared and run away. I thought how lonely he must be with a whole world full of people and all of them too scared to say hello. Do you live here? I asked. And he smiled. Yes, I've lived on this bank my whole life. I've never wondered about what might be outside this place until I saw you. I've seen birds and foxes and fish and bugs. I watch the sun's alchemy every evening when the water turns from gold and then silver. I've seen the sky kiss the earth so hard that the creek swells and dances over the bank. I've never seen anything like you, though. <laughs> what are you? I, I said slowly, am... A girl. Where I'm from, there are many people like me. I dance and sing and run. I build things and I do a lot of thinking. Other people do those things too, but no one's really exactly the same. 
Not really part of the world they live in, though. A dance on the edge of their world. They flow between faces and auras and fact and intuition. I find that belonging to a place is like living in a gilded cage. It might be beautiful and safe, but years pass by you like a dust storm, and the glitter is worn and tarnished off the prison bars. The true worth of it will be obvious then. Paul studied her intently. Well, what if the dust storm clears and your home is still gold? He asked, edging down the leaf. Well, she shrugged, I suppose it would be worth the risk. <laughs> that kind of exploration has always seemed more dangerous. The stakes are so much higher. You build your home so you have comfort, security. But what if you are your home? Well, can't you have both? He asked, his tiny scales on his forehead wrinkling slightly. Yes, um, but as I understand it, to build a home, you must start from the foundation of your soul. It is forever a part of the world you build with it. By this time, the sun was low beyond the horizon, and the woods turned from pink and purple to blue. A shiver ran through Liz, and she broke her gaze away from Paul to look at the sky. When she looked back, she noticed a quick yawn from her new friend. I should be going, she said. I'm happy that you called to me. I'm happy that you didn't run away. If I come here again, I'll look for you. I'm very happy to have a new friend. Me too, he said, and crawled back up the branch. Liz turned to go, running through the creek. Water splashed in her wake like a thousand little diamonds in the moonlight. So that was the first draft of the first chapter of Liz and the Lizard. I think one of the reasons that I have a hard time finishing things is because I just want them to keep going. And, uh, and I, I think that's the case for this story. Now, I still have work to do on it because uh, there are things that are not the way that I want with it. Um, and I, I'd like to uh, go back and redo it and get it to where it was when I was, felt like I was really done with it. You know? Um, but I just feel like... Um, like, I just, I don't want that world to end. And um, when I first wrote it, and even now a little bit, I think, uh, I'm afraid to put um, a close to it, like a real end on it, um, because I'm afraid that it, it can't keep going. But I know that it can. I can go back to that place anytime and visit those characters and um, have new adventures for them. It doesn't have to be um, that specific time or that place. I don't have to put chapters into it, you know? Um, and I feel like specifically with this concept, 
that if I did do that, um, it would, uh, I feel like it would corrupt the character. Uh, and I, I guess what I mean by that is everybody grows up. Um, one of the first lines in there was that when I was young, she was young. And that's absolutely true. I did. My stories were about this little girl named Liz all the time. Um, <laughs> and as I grew up, I, in my imagination, she sort of grew up too. And she became less, um, she, she was just around less, um, not so much an imaginary friend as an extension of myself. So it's not like she could ever really go away entirely. Um, but I think I sort of, uh, used her when I grew up to, um, to help with the, the situations that I just didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't want to be in, you know, people kind of, uh, take themselves out of themselves and put themselves into somebody else sometimes. And if you go a little too far with that, you've got your disassociation. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's uh, like taking a step back. If your step back was with a person that you think has it all figured out. I hope, I hope somebody understands what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> Can you imagine yourself as somebody who has all the answers and has everything together? What would you do if you were that person? If you were the person with all the answers, would you think of an answer? <laughs> Sometimes I, I feel like that's a, a good way to figure out how to do things. What would I do if I was somebody who knew what to do? <laughs> it kind of takes the pressure off too. Um, it's more like an observation. You know, some people are just so much better at giving advice to other people than they are taking them themselves. And, uh, well, <sighs> I think that's about it for today. Uh, I hope that everyone had a wonderful time uh, listening. I hope that some people maybe liked my story <laughs> and uh, that you have a wonderful day. And for good measure, drink another glass of water. <laughs>